Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow-detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. So I think the number one thing is if if you you interviewed some lawyers, that's yeah. really important. I think when you talk to them, if they just use a lot of jargon, yeah, I think sometimes that's to cover up what they don't know. Oh, I love so, that you said that. Yeah, if they can't say it in a way that you can understand it, they might not understand it themselves. Yeah. So totally. I, I would definitely look for somebody who's speaking English and not legalese. Imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is an estate planning attorney from San Diego. He has been practicing law for over eight years and owns the Ashcraft firm here in Murrieta, which his mother founded in 1998. The firm practices estate planning, probate, trust administration, and bankruptcy. He and his wife, Rachel, love music and met at Murrieta Valley High School. That's crazy. My my daughter went to Vista. Um, When they were both in choir, they still sing regularly and play various musical instruments. Their four children now follow in their musical footsteps. So let me tell you something about this particular guest. So I have literally used his services and I'm totally a fan, so much of a fan that I decided I was going to go ahead and have him here on our podcast to go ahead and educate all of us on how to to hire an attorney, how to go ahead and establish a will, a trust, power of attorney, health care. Without further ado, please help me by welcoming my guest, Greg Ashcraft. Hey, Greg. Hello. Thanks so much, Veronica, for having me on today. Absolutely. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you to be on and even more excited to go ahead and ask you a whole bunch of questions. So (laughs) how did you start? So I know your mom um, obviously started the company, but how did you, just because your mom started, it doesn't mean you're going to be interested in it, right? Trying to get my kids to, I'm trying to get my kids to like follow in my footsteps. It's not going to happen. So what is it about you that you decided to go ahead and join in? Well, honestly, I, so I was in high school, I was in bands and things like that. So I was a lead singer of a band and I actually, I was like, oh, I'll go to law school and then, uh, you know, I'll just go and kind of represent bands and things like that. (laughs) Um, And then I worked with a lot of people that are in bands and I was like, oh, I don't want to work with them regularly. (laughs) (laughs) Like the estate planning stuff is a lot nicer. Um, You know, my I always my mom was always a nice guy law. So I really like that. Um, I like working with families and things like that. So um, it works out for me. I've got a big family. I know how that is. Um, so I like 
working with people who have families. Yeah, you're really, really passionate about what you do. Um, we had interviewed, a, interviewed. We had talked to a few. Well, yeah, interviewed. Talked to a few attorneys prior to making our decision and going with your services. And usually, when somebody says attorney, like automatically, we have like that cringe feeling, kind of similar to the minute we say therapist, right? It's, yeah. it's kind yeah. of like ah, yeah. let's not do that. However, with you, it was so different. It, you felt relatable, um, very, very knowledgeable. And just, again, there was this heightened level of compassion and relatability. And so tell me now that, um, now that you are basically running, right, running the business, mm-hmm. tell me more about your passion to serve others in this particular area with regards to estate planning. Why is it so important? Yeah, well, and and actually, so I, I kind of have a, a I, I be I like to be very casual. <laughs> I never <laughs> wear a suit to work. Um, I actually, so my my grandparents, my my mother's parents, um, they, you know, they they grew up. My grandpa didn't even have a high school education, um, and so he he was in the oil industry. He was pretty successful at times and pretty not successful at other times. Um, and I feel like if he had had uh, better advice, then he could have done better. You know, he, he didn't do the whole estate planning thing. Um, he didn't talk to financial advisors. He would have never gone to see a, a therapist. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think he probably would have done better in life if, if he had done things like that because he knew how to make money. But in the oil industry, you know, you make money, you lose it. So whenever I'm I'm talking to clients, I'm I'm always thinking about those those kinds of people who maybe they don't want to be there with a lawyer, or maybe it's the first time they've ever spoken with a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I never I try to not use legalese. Um, I try to talk in a way where people understand what they're doing and why they're doing it, um, because I really it, it matters. It's important. Um, it really does change your life. So. Yeah, uh, I definitely. want to make sure yeah, people can make the right decisions. So today we're going to be discussing estate planning, wills, trusts, powers of attorney, and healthcare directives. Like that's so many things. But let's talk about what are the five common pitfalls to avoid when creating your estate plan? And what is it? Like what like I'm saying estate plan. I'm gonna tell you right now, I had no idea what that was before. Right? So what is that? What is that ex- exactly? Why is it important we have it? Yeah, well, I, and I think that a lot of people, when they hear estate plan, they kind of picture like, I don't know, like Pride and Prejudice, where like the we've got like these English gardens, and you've got your gate opening up to your estate and things like that. Yeah, so they think, oh, well, estate planning can't apply to me because mm-hmm. I don't have like roll, I don't own rolling hills, I don't own an estate, um, and that's just it's kind, it's a misconception because um, it really. Estate planning does a lot of things. So one of the the kind of main things it does, and it's actually been in the news quite a bit since uh, Britney Spears has had an issue. I know, again, we're talking about Britney Spears. She's got multi-millions of dollars and whatnot. Yeah. Um, But if you look at her life, like she lost some capacity there for a while, right? She lost mental capacity and she did not have a plan in place. Yeah. And so her dad went to court and gained control of her, her estate. Yeah. Right. Um, and so he got to be in control of when she did things and what she did. And so if, if you, you know, care about what happens when you can no longer make your own decisions, which I think most of us do, most of us don't want to end up in a situation where the court's making the decisions for us, then you need an estate plan. Absolutely. I mean, it's really, it's not just for people who own, rolling estate Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the the big green lawn and the gate in the front. Right. Um, I didn't realize how important an estate plan was until I had lost family members. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't come from a very wealthy family at all. Um, But I didn't realize like things like probate, you know, to be honest, I don't even know what that is exactly a hundred percent. Um, But like, tell me more. So most of the ladies that are listening to this podcast, you know, we're wives and I'm not going to say we're not educational because we're complete badasses. However, 
we don't know about all of these things and all of these things that we need to put in place. Just kind of how you said, I thought in order for me to do something along the lines of estate planning, I had to have like millions of dollars. And so how does that apply to us? I don't want to say the average housewife because there's like, we're far from average. However, like realistically, how does it apply to all of us? Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll say that it's usually the wives that bring in the family to do right? planning. Same thing with counseling. <laughs> Same thing with yeah. counseling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it usually is the wives that are in control of those decisions. Um, and it's because, uh, you know, women are typically interested in taking care of the family. Yeah. And that is something that an estate plan really can do. Um, because if if there's an issue that comes up and you lose capacity or something happens to you and you um, you pass away, what's the plan? You know, the state has a plan that's written for you, yeah. um, but maybe that's not exactly what you want your plan to be. Um, and it usually isn't. I don't know. Yeah. The, the, well, especially the, since we have kids, right? I mean, if we don't want the state in charge of our kids, if we don't want the state in charge of our assets, right? And that's what you mean by capacity. Mm-hmm. Then we have to have a plan so that our family can execute in the case that we get in a car accident or some accident happens where we're not able to make decisions on our own, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, when you have when you have minor children, you think like, oh, if something happened to me, I have life insurance. A lot of people have life insurance. Yeah, um, yeah, that should and, be it, right? Yep, and then you're you're done. Um, and really, your first beneficiary on that life insurance policy is probably maybe a spouse. Yeah, if, you, if you're married. Um, but if not, you know, the next person on there are your kids. And if your kids are the beneficiaries of this life insurance policy, and they're not 18, yeah, then the court has to oversee it. So you actually lose a lot of money to probate court because of all that government oversight. Mm -hmm. Um, So you might think, oh, well, I have a a big enough life insurance policy. I can take care of those things. Yeah. You're going to save a lot of that 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 loss and that headache um, that that you have to go through with court if you make an estate plan, because then your your trust if you're creating a trust in your estate plan can be the beneficiary of those policies. And then the court doesn't have to distribute it. You've already appointed somebody to be in charge of the finances. Um, And then you can actually appoint somebody completely different to be the guardian of your children. Yeah. So I, and I do think that's what keeps a lot of people from coming in is they feel like, well, there's, there's nobody I have in my family who could replace everything I do. Yeah, I'm duh, right? Yeah. And 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 in addition to that, I think another thing that keeps us, I know, I know one thing that kept me from coming in, I didn't even realize it is I don't want to talk about death. I don't want to talk about death. I don't want to talk about an accident because if I talk about an accident, then what if it happens? Like yeah. and then I put it out there in the universe. And I know that sounds like hokey pokey or something ridiculous. However, that's ultimately what I was doing. Like, I'm not going to act, I'm not going to act on this because an accident's going to happen. And then the court's going to be in charge of my kids. Like, why would I act on something like that? And I know that sounds so silly, but I don't want to put that in the, uh, in the universe. And honestly, making that decision with my husband might be very difficult. I don't want to poke the bear. I don't want it to be an argument Right. And maybe the things in that I have, you know, imagined as the perfect plan isn't going to be in line with him. And so I can see how that also might keep families, wives from even starting this process, which why is it so important? You mentioned, you know, the court being in charge of our kids, the -hmm. court being in charge of our finances, Mm -hmm. a life insurance not necessarily covering everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- what would you say out of all of those things is the number one biggest mistake people make with not doing this? Yeah, well, a, a huge one is what you were talking about there is that uh, analysis paralysis, right? It's mm-hmm. like uh, you're thinking of all the the skeletons in the closet or the yeah. the conversations that we're going to open up. Um, and and it's going to be hard to get through these conversations and yeah. things like that. 
And, and I say that a good plan in place is better than the perfect plan you never put in place. Bingo. So you, you have to get there. And, and it's true. I mean, that's true of everything you do, right? You, I mean, you own a business. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. You got to do the best you can. It, not everything can be perfect. Um, and that's the same thing with your estate plan. The nice thing about an estate plan is they're usually here in, in California, we usually base them on a living trust, yep. a revocable trust, um, which can change. Um, and so yeah. when you are looking for an attorney, uh, you want to find somebody who is going to have the discussion with you. Bingo. Um, I think that a lot of times the lawyers are like, you meet with them. And I don't know if the, you had this in your experience when you're interviewing other attorneys, but they're like, well, what do you want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even it's know like, what the whole living trust is. Yeah. It, right. It's a, it's a bad way to start the conversation. <laughs> yeah. So now that we've gone through the hurdle of having a conversation with our partner, deciding it's time, it is time. We have kids and they're young or they're older. Right. I mean, for me, What helped me make that decision is I have a, she's now 20, but I have a 19 year old. Do I really want her to be in charge of both Aubrey and Brooklyn at the age of 19? Hell no. (laughs) Would she even know what to do with my business? No. Would, you know, how well would they do with the money, you know, from our life insurance Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just be honest. That shit would be spent in like five seconds. You know, I'm sorry, mom. I know, I know that you would want me to be here at the Louis Vuitton store or Eve St. Laurent (laughs) buying everything that I see, you know, like that would totally be Aaliyah. And you know what, Aubrey in Brooklyn, you get to go ahead and buy one purse too. I mean, I guess mom and dad left enough for you, right? Like that would happen with the kids. And I would like to say that they would be fine and Leah would figure it out. But at the same time, why would I put my children under that level of stress when they're already dealing with the loss of mom and dad? Yeah. Right. Even if they are going to be responsible. Exactly. You don't want to lay that at their feet. No, no. So yeah, it was very, very important that I had, you know, we went into your office and got this done. So what are some tips? What are maybe three or four tips that you would give us with looking for an attorney, a living trust attorney? Because not all attorneys are the same, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I, so one of the things is if you, if you have used an attorney in the past, um, you could ask them okay. for a referral. I, I mean, I think that's a good place to start. If that attorney says, oh, I could do that for you that's probably not the right attorney for you. You know, yep. if you, if you did a divorce with that attorney um, and they say, Oh yeah, I could, I could do a trust. Yeah, of course. Um, Why not? I, I would not go that route. <laughs> they probably also sell you Tupperware. So maybe <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah, I could do that. There's, I, I call them dabblers. So okay. you, you want to find somebody who's not dabbling in all areas of the law Um like here at our practice, we do um, estate planning. So we do the planning. Mm-hmm. We also do trust administration yep. and probate. So not only do we do the planning end of it, we execute on the plans. Um, and so if you can find a lawyer that does both sides of it, you know, that that creates that specializes plans in it, implements the plans. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, probate is typically what comes up. That's the that's the court process that comes up when you either didn't make a plan or you just made a will. Yeah. Um, and so you see a lot in probate court and you see a lot when you're using the trust that helps inform you on how to create the trust. So if you can find somebody who does all of those things, um, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I get a lot of people. So I'm, I'm 37. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of people who come to me after their attorney has either, pat, you know, retired or yeah. passed away or something like that. Um, you want to find somebody who's going to be there for a while. <laughs> I love that you said that. No, I love that you said that. That's important. Yeah. Because if I'm getting somebody that's about to retire, 
Yeah, SOL being shit out of luck, that's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, five years from now, you're going to want to make an uh, amendment to it, and that yeah. person's not going to be there anymore. Yeah. Um, now, if they, you know, if it's like kind of a family practice, you know, my, I mean, my mom started the practice in, in 98, um, and then I came in, um, you know, if you've got that kind of situation, then that works pretty well too. Yeah. Um, absolutely. One, one of my daughters is already talking about being a lawyer. So there you go. Fingers there crossed. You, she's, you might have Aubrey there with you because she's there. talking about the same thing. So there, there you we, go. You got family already. Listen, okay, you got Greg's perfect. kid and my kid. Perfect. Um, Okay, so we definitely want somebody who's knowledgeable, who mm-hmm. totally specializes in this field. Um, we don't want a dabbler. What is one more maybe key, um, not a key points, but key indicator that either they're really, really good or run for the hills? I, so I think the number one thing is if, if you, you interviewed some lawyers, that's yeah. really important. I think when you talk to them, if they just use a lot of jargon, yeah. I think sometimes that's to cover up what they don't know. Oh, I love so, that you said that. Yeah. If they can't say it in a way that you can understand it, they might not understand it themselves. Yeah. So totally. I, I would definitely look for somebody who's speaking English and not legally. <laughs> so. <laughs> that, so that's one thing that I really appreciated about you. Because when Willie and I went walked into your office, I didn't know what to expect. I for damn sure didn't expect to go ahead and pay for your services on that day. I had, that was not the, that was not the plan. Right. Mm -hmm. However, when we sat down together, you like literally wrote things down. Like I was looking at you with the deer in headlights. And I think Willie was trying to like, I don't want to say he was trying to act like he knew what you were talking about, but maybe a little bit because (laughs) he's the man. Right. But I know for both of us, we were just like, what the hell is this? Right. Uh I think just going in, there's already, you're already carrying this, this weight. Right. And it does feel overwhelming meeting with you though. I appreciate it. You were like literally drawing things and you were up on the whiteboard and I was like, Oh my God, homeboy's totally teaching a class and (laughs) I'm his student. Like and I'm his student, but it felt so good because there were times where it was like, okay, Greg, I have no idea what you're talking about. And you're like, awesome. And you went ahead and broke it down. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that makes sense. And it doesn't make sense, like, overall. It makes sense to me with what I'm going through mm-hmm. and what we have, right? And it just felt, it felt safe. It felt like, you know, I was, like, I was literally following your plan. And it's like, whoa, I'm following an attorney's plan. That's, like, pretty cool. Like, I'm hated in life. But it was go. just... Right. It, it yeah. felt like there was this sense of normalcy, which I really, really appreciated. So I, I'm glad you highlighted that. Yeah, I, I chat and doodle a lot. That's, yeah. that's what I do for a living. <laughs> right. So, OK, we're now in the process. We hired an attorney. Mm-hmm. We're feeling confident about the attorney. We hired Greg. Duh. Um, <laughs> so we hired Greg. And then now, Greg, take me through this process. Like, what does this look like? So we're in your office. Um, what should we prepare for? Mm-hmm. Um, or what questions should we come in with? Well, and so at least with our process, and I hope you, you felt like this, we do, like we start out with the paralegal mm-hmm. kind of gathering information from you. Yep. Um, and kind of part of the point of that is to kind of get you started on the thinking about the right things and being prepared yeah. Um, in our office, so I sometimes I feel like people, this is also something that may keep you from planning. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm not even organized enough to get everything to the lawyer. Amen. Like, I don't um, even know what's going on. I don't even, yeah. don't ask me questions. <laughs> don't ask me questions about who's whatever the lender or who my, yes. you know, whatever financial planner. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do know his name. But, like, don't ask me some of these questions because I don't know. And I'm too embarrassed to say I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that you don't have to know a ton about that. A lot yes. of what your estate planning is doing is the people planning. So most of what you're doing is planning with the people. Um, I always call a trust bucket. Mm -hmm. I mean, you remember that from our our conversation. And the reason I call it a bucket is because we're creating, what we do when we create that trust is we're creating a bucket where you hold your property. Yeah. Um, And so 
we do, I mean, you have to know your address of any, <laughs> of any real property you own. Yes. Um, but like in our office, we can actually pull the deeds straight from the county recorder's office. So you don't even need your deeds. Yeah. Um, some, that's something you did for us too. You, yeah. you did that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some law firms may, may ask you to, to get the deed to your house um, or to any property that you own. Typically we just pull that for you straight online. Um, but other than that, a lot of the stuff as far as kind of organizing yourself financially can be done after you have that estate plan in place. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you, if you, it's a bucket after you create the bucket, then you fill the bucket with all of your property. Yep. Yeah. So I, I don't be prepared to talk about people. Maybe yeah. there might be a little bit of a discussion about taxes like we had, but it, it was more like, Hey, here's the tax laws. Just so you know, it's not like you needed to know anything about your taxes or we didn't need to contact your CPA about it or anything like that. So. No, you were definitely able to explain it in a way that we both understood it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, because I have a business, um, taxes were, you know, part of our conversation and making sure that we were making um, the right decision, a healthy decision for us. Another thing that I appreciated is we didn't have to have all of the answers in that first appointment. We didn't have to have all the answers. You know, you were asking us, who are the kids going to go to? And I did have that thought, well, nobody's going to take care of the kids the way I would take care of them. So nobody's getting them. They're coming yeah. with us, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're all coming yeah. with us, right? Yeah. And then I I did appreciate, like, you breaking down some of the questions. Okay, we get nobody's better than you. And let's go ahead and look at these. Let's go ahead and look at these things, you know? Mm-hmm. How might this be the perfect person for, you know, your kids? How might this mm-hmm. be the perfect person to manage your finances? And it was like, wow, wait a minute. It could be two people. It could yeah. be two separate people. Yeah. You're and creating you're like, a team, right? You're not yes. I love that person. I yeah. loved that. When yeah. the minute you said that it was like, Oh, what? Well, I, I, yeah, I definitely, I can go ahead and bring this person in. I can bring this person in. And it was all like planting this seed. Mm-hmm. of all of the things that we are going to do, we're going to do together. We're not doing this by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then here are some suggestions. Yeah. So when we talk about, you know, we're doing now the estate planning, the will and the trust, why are those things so important? So estate planning, will, trust, mm-hmm. why are those things like, why do they all go together? Because a lot of people are under the impression, I have a will, I'm good to go. But you did mention probate. Why are some of those things, need? why do they need to be connected and yeah. planned? Yeah, so, I mean, a will, you, you are good to go. You're good to go to probate court. That's, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, a, a will is a letter to the probate judge saying, this is what I want to have happen to my property. Mm. So it still goes through probate court. Um, it, and really, when you have kids and things like that, the problem with probate court, there's, there's two problems, is that you might have too many people who want to take over yeah. you know, as the guardian or, or in charge of your finances, or you might have not enough, Yeah. right? And so if you haven't done that plan, you could have either one of those pitfalls, either one of those problems in court, um, but you know, if you make that plan ahead of time, even if it's just a will, that yeah. is better than zero plan. But a trust avoids that whole court process if you create the trust properly. And that's important. That's important yes. for us to have families, right? Yes. Yeah. So now if you do not create the trust properly, you could end up in probate court anyway. Holy moly. Um, Right? Like, yeah, sometimes it's an even harder court process because. Why is that? Well, if you're writing something that's kind of ambiguous, you know, like the court can't figure out exactly what you're trying to do or the, or the person trying to execute the plan that can't figure out what you're trying to do. Yeah. People might argue about it and things like that. Gotcha. Um, So it's important that somebody works through all the people parts. Yep. Um, because those are the things that are the most difficult to deal with. 
um, who's in charge when of what. Um, and so typically we do create a trust to avoid the court process. Typically we do create a will to support the trust. So there's a, a basic kind of will that you normally think of when you think of a will and like, you know, you see it in the movies where mm -hmm. there's the attorney reading the will and yeah. Yeah. And you get this and you get that. Um, typically when you create a trust, that's what your trust is doing. Your trust mm. is going to say who gets what. Yep. The will is plan B. If you forgot to fill your trust bucket with all that property, then the will is going to come and scoop it up and pour it into the trust. Yeah. So you, you, you create what they call a pour over will that picks up property and pours it into the trust. Um, so that you might create both. Typically you do create both when you do create a trust. Um, and then you, I mean, a power of attorney is a financial power of attorney is uh, in charge of anything that's outside of the trust. Um, and that's typically like 401ks, IRAs, yep. things like that. Cause those are individual accounts. You can't transfer them into the trust while you're living. Um, so those are taken care of by the, the agent on the power of attorney. Usually it's all the same person, <laughs> but, but you have to have all of those documents so that no matter where the property is titled, you've got it taken care of. Where uh, does healthcare directives come in? So and that's another thing that'll keep you out of probate court. So if you are incapacitated, you know, mentally incapacitated, if you're physically disabled, you can still make all of your own decisions. Um, but if you're mentally incapacitated and you can't make your own decisions, your own health care decisions, then you do need that health care directive. Um, some people call it a health care power of attorney. I like to call it a health care directive just so that people aren't confused. Yeah. Um, because you've got the financial power of attorney. Anyway, so that health care directive lists people who can actually make your health care decisions for you. So that way, again, you're not in probate court trying to appoint somebody to be in charge of those decisions. While time is wasting, right? Exactly. exactly. That's one thing I appreciated um, also when we were when we were having that discussion, because I'm going to live till like I'm 120 with Botox and fillers and you name it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember us having this discussion and Willie was like, I don't think he said pull the plug, but he's like, these are the people that I would like. And I'm like, hey, really? You don't want this person? He's like, hell no. <laughs> right? Hell no. I don't want that person. And meanwhile, I have like a full on posse on who's going to be like, who's going to keep me alive the longest? Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I'm with your husband on this one. So. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just interesting for us to have this conversation. And again, the most beautiful part, I say beautiful because living wills and health care directives and estate planning, all that doesn't sound beautiful. But I really, I have to say the most beautiful part about it is I did, you know, we, we did have another meeting um, and it was like, okay, things are starting to, we're starting to put things in place. Mm -hmm. And although this is not what I want to like plan for. It's not what I want to like imagine. That's a better word. I don't want to imagine this. However, holy moly, our kids are going to be, our kids are going to be in a very, very healthy environment. Our kids are going to be stable and yes, they're going to mourn the loss, but that's mm -hmm. literally, I don't want to, I don't want to minimize it. Like that's it. But like, that's all they have to focus on is mourning our loss and healing from that. Everything else is taken care of. Mm -hmm. Everything else is taken care of because we have that team, because yeah. we had you, yeah. right? And you're, you're yeah. part of the team. You're a big part of the team even yeah. after, you know, I'm sorry to say, Greg, but I'm going to live longer than you. Um, <laughs> it's okay with me. My daughter will be here. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's something comforting. Like, that's something comforting. This is a family business that will be passed down. Mm -hmm. um, but there is comfort in that. Mm -hmm. I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder. Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. 
We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss, not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help. We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you want to live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time you've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple session. We are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951-395-3288. Again, that number is 951-395-3288. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey. Going back to the five pitfalls. So it sounds mm-hmm. like one of them, well, can can you go down your list? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what we, we already talked about some of them. I mean, one of them yep. is thinking a will is the end all be all. Absolutely. I created a will. It doesn't have to go through court, things like that. So that's number one misconception is people think I have a will, it's done. Um, or the other misconception is I have life insurance. It's done. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, it, you know, when somebody has actually created a plan, there's a few pitfalls that we have there um, that's probably good to talk about. Um, one of them is, and we touched on this a little bit, yeah. is when you create that trust bucket, if you don't fill it with your property, it's just mm-hmm. an empty bucket. Yep. So you do want to work with somebody uh, when you're finding an attorney who will help you get things into your bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, typically we just handle the real property for our clients altogether, yep. um, you know, business entities are, are harder to transfer into the trust. So we do that for you as well. Um, and then we, you know, we'll work with you on the other accounts so that nearly everything is either owned by the trust or eventually the trust is going to be the beneficiary of it yep. um, so that it's all going into your bucket. So that's, that's one of the big things that I see when I'm reviewing plans um, is that it's empty. There's nothing in the trust. And that'd then, be a big horror story. God, yeah. That'd be so sad. Yeah. I mean, and we end up in court anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if they have a pour over will, then it's a cheaper, quicker version of probate court, but I'd rather not be there at all. No, hell no. Oh, yeah. So um, that's one of the big pitfalls that I see a lot. Um, I, I, on, on plans that are already created, I see a lot of mishandling of people. Um, what do you mean? How we deal with people. So, um, like, for instance, if you have a special needs child, yeah, you know, you have, have a kid that has special needs, a lot of times I see parents cut that child out of their plan. Really? Yes. And the, And they give it all, so they say, okay, well, they have a sibling. I'm going to give it all to the sibling and I'm going to tell the sibling, take care of my child. Yikes. Take care of this special needs child. Yeah. That special needs child needs it the most. <laughs> yeah. So there are special needs trusts that you can create. Um, so those can hold the funds. And that way, if you do, like if you, if there is a sibling that you want to mm-hmm. take care of that special needs trust, they can. But they realize, oh, this is that person's money that I'm going to take care of them with this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this, what, what, you know, my parents left in over here, that's for me. Yeah. Um, And and it does a lot of things because, again, we talked about not laying too much on our kids. Yeah. And if you leave everything to the child that's well, one of two things could happen is they either don't give enough to the special needs kid, right? Mm-hmm. They leave them in the lurch or they feel so guilty. Anytime they spend any money that you left to them, they don't spend any of it on themselves. Yeah. And, That's one thing you mentioned. Yeah. You had mentioned that with yeah. us and 
you know, my sister, my sister would be like, you know, kids, we're all going on shopping sprees, you know, I mean, helping my, my sister probably wouldn't take from our, our bucket at all. Yeah. And you're like, I remember you saying, Veronica, no, that that's not a good thing that she wouldn't take from your life insurance. <laughs> like, yeah, they need that money and there needs to be this level of separation. And it was like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that that was that was a huge eye opener for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, another thing I see, and, and this might not be the case if you've got, you know, our audience is mostly parents with younger children or something like that. But yeah. as your children get older. <laughs> Yeah. There might be some that you don't want to get any because they're mm-hmm. using it poorly or, mm-hmm. you know, they have they could have substance abuse issues, things like that. Yeah. A lot of times I'll see plans where they put this person gets one dollar. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Dang. I, so I definitely think, not the favorite. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not favorite. Um, <laughs> so and I feel like, hey, that's slapping that person in the face with a dollar. Yeah. Um. So there are ways to take them out of the estate plan without totally taking them out of the estate plan. Because gotcha. you probably put a term in that trust that says, hey, if you argue with this trust, you get nothing. Oh, don't talk back. Yeah, don't exactly. talk back. Which is great. It makes things smooth, except if you just put it, give them a dollar, yeah. you may have to lose. Yeah. So they're going to take it and they're going to argue with it and they're going to settle it out of court because mm-hmm. your other your other beneficiaries don't want to deal with it. Yeah. They're going to settle it and end up giving them some kind of something from the trust anyway. Yeah. And they had to go through all this pain in the neck to get there. So a lot of times what I'll do is use uh, what I call the carrot and stick method. So instead mm-hmm. of giving them a dollar Let's give them five thousand or ten thousand yeah. or or something yeah. that's actually a, a meaningful amount, um, and say, "Hey, here this here this is. If you argue with this, you get nothing." Yeah, and that yeah. keeps your loved ones out of court. So yeah. even if you're like, "Hey, they're they're going to snort this ten ten thousand dollars or whatever it is they're going to do, whatever stupid thing they're going to do with it," um, you're protecting the ones who aren't going to do those kinds of things from getting into that sticky process. This is another point I definitely want to make um, because when we were doing the process, when we were doing the process, I remember there was a point where it was like, wait a minute, Greg, I don't think I want that. I prefer this. And one thing that I really appreciated about you was you were able to challenge me, Veronica, this is why it might not be a good idea. Let me go ahead and explain to you this, this, and this. And this is why I personally, I remember you sharing, this is the estate plan I have in place. This is why. And the minute you gave me, for me, I could only see within, right? It's harder for me to see outside Mm -hmm. because emotions are involved, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. However, when you drew it up there on your, on your board and you were showing the plan you had in place for your kids, it was like, ah, that makes perfect sense. This is why I don't want to have the kids, you know, have access to the money until they're this age, mm-hmm. you know, ah, and then the next, you know, I, I remember there was like a, a tear, right, for the kids. And it was like, oh, they're, you know, who we had designated is is going to have the ability to go ahead and give them money. However, they won't get all of the money until they've reached these ages. Mm-hmm. It made perfect sense, Mm -hmm. perfect sense. Mm -hmm. But that's another thing I want to make sure I highlight is you definitely want an attorney that's not going to agree with you with everything you say, because let's just be honest, we're not attorneys. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And most of us are running on fear, Mm -hmm. discomfort, and completely being led by maybe feelings of being overwhelmed by these decisions. So I want to make sure I, I say that just because I did appreciate that about you, you challenging me. Yeah. I, so, I mean, and you can do anything. Uh, and this is what I always tell people. Yeah. I, you can do anything you want with your trust. I'm, yep. We're just going to tell you what the, what the pitfalls of, of that plan might be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and a lot of times I see people like they, they'll want to put strings attached to money based on whether you go to a four-year university and things like yeah. that. And, and I get what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to incentivize their kids um, to, 
become something, right? Yep. Um, now, there is always the issue, well, what if they got into an accident and yeah. they have special needs? And they and and so you have to think of all of these things that, that you, A, you don't want to think about. But B, that's probably never even crossed your mind. Yeah. Um, but we see that when we're administering these kinds of trusts. We see that stuff come up. Um, and then we have these terms like that and they just get in the way. Yep. They just don't work um, with whatever the situation is. So um, again, you can do whatever you want in your trust, but yeah, you, you definitely want somebody who's going to walk you through mm-hmm. things you didn't think about. Bingo. And yeah. I didn't even know I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. So I, I had no clue. So it's hard to not, not know what you don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. I think we're at the last, is it the last two pitfalls? Um, what are the... Yeah. So we, we went over will, trust, empty bucket, mm-hmm. um, and people problems. Yep. I people mean, problems. I, so kind of the, the last one is, is probably tax issues. Yeah. Um, and that that's another one that I see done poorly mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of existing estate plans. Yep. And, and I don't think that this is because the client did it wrong or the attorney did it wrong. Um, I think it's because a lot of times existing plans are based on old law. Ah. Um, and so a lot of times what I'm doing when I go through existing plans is making things more tax flexible. Yeah. Um, and, and because if you look at tax law over the last 20 years, it's gone all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. You know, 20 years ago, we cared a lot about inheritance tax. It was a big deal. Everybody was paying inheritance tax. It was a 55% tax. Um, and you have a, what I call a death tax coupon. They, you know, they call it the exemption. Yeah. Um, and it in 2020, it was $675,000. So if you had a million dollar life insurance policy, uh-huh. you're already over the limit. And then everything over 675 is going to be taxed at 55 cents on the dollar. Oh my God. So everybody oh my was like scurrying around trying to prepare for that inheritance tax. Um, and the problem is when you're focused on inheritance tax, you can't focus on capital gains tax. Yeah. Well, the tax laws have changed. And now most of us only have to worry about capital gains tax and not inheritance tax. Yeah. So um, one of the things that you have to do is build in that flexibility. And, and it's not just for taxes. It's kind of if you can build in flexibility as much as possible into a mm-hmm. plan, that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so a lot of old plans, I'm taking them and making them more tax flexible. Yeah. Um, but also kind of flexible for other things. Um, if, for instance, you have personal belongings, um, and I can't say whether or not we included this in your plan. I can't say things like that, but <laughs> we may or may not have. Um, yeah. But, you know, you can get a personal property memorandum is what we mm-hmm. call that. Um, which is essentially a list of your sentimental belongings and who they're going to. Um, Those are the things that change the most often. And a lot of times those are the things that make the most arguments. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of times your plan is set up so that like if, if you have kids, it goes equally to my kids. Mm -hmm. Okay. But those sentimental belongings can't be divided equally. No. So, um, a lot of times I'll make that list. It's flexible. You can change it whenever you want. You don't have to make an amendment, you know, come in and make an amendment to your trust. You can change the list right on the list and sign it. Yeah. it. Yep. Um, but things like that. Um, yeah, I've seen, I've been in probate court where people go nine rounds over the family butter dish that was sitting. In the t- yeah. It's like, it's worth absolutely nothing. But yeah, to each one to of them. those kids, it's it's worth the world. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you have those kinds of discussions now, um, if it's a flexible plan where you can update it whenever you need to, mm-hmm. um, those kinds of things really, really help flexibility in your plan. Yeah, kind of piggybacking on what you said, you know, dealing with people that come in for grief and loss, 
a lot of us are under the impression that when somebody dies, when somebody we really truly love dies or passes, right, that the family comes together, the family supports each other. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm, I'm sure you obviously you've seen it, but it's so much the opposite. You know, it's definitely a family divided and we're going out for blood, yeah. literally going out for blood with, you know, who gets what, why, um, and yeah, being able to go ahead and edit that and, and you know, make adjustments. Mm-hmm. And even I like how you said, making sure that we do this will and trust you know, we update it every five years because things change. Mm-hmm. We acquire more property. We acquire more things. Um, maybe our relationships with our kids is different. <laughs> but what, whatever it is, it's right. Whatever yeah. it is, it's definitely important for us to have all of these things in place, which we would have never known about had mm-hmm. you not been so not only gracious and patient with us, but also like the amount and level of education you provided us was so beneficial to us executing what Willie and I feel is a healthy, safe plan. You know, if something was to happen to us, like we went to Europe and I was like, oh my gosh, we're on so many planes. If something was Mm -hmm. to happen to us, we're good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. So Greg, when you plan, I I just wanted to spell the whole, when you talk about it, it's going to happen. I feel like when you plan, that's when it doesn't happen. Yeah. Like every time I put, well, like an umbrella in your, that's that's when it doesn't rain, right? It rains yeah. when you wash your car. <laughs> when you're planning for the opposite, right? That's, when you're planning for the opposite. That, I like that. I like yeah. that analogy. Yeah. So, All right, Greg. So where can we find you? So if, you know, we're listening to you and we're like, oh my gosh, I need Greg to be on my team. How do we God. find you? So if you go to ashcraftfirm.com, mm-hmm. um, that's our website. Um, you can see me there. Um, you know, my mom's, you know, my, so she, she was going to retire and then she uh-huh. hated it. So she came back <laughs> <laughs> and we were glad because we had plenty of work. So, right. Um, Definitely. So yeah. We're all, we're all working together here. Um, but yeah, if you go to ashcraftfirm.com, um, yeah, you really, you, you reach out to us um, and we just get you started on the process. Um, yeah. So it's awesome. And we've got a really set process. So we yes, actually get do. things done. <laughs> yes, you do. I'm going to tell you right now. So after meeting with Greg and after finalizing everything, he gave us this huge book, huge, huge book. And it was like, I was going through it and, and it was all of the things we had gone through. I didn't realize we had covered so much until I had this huge Webster's old edition book, <laughs> right? Well, like holding it and like I had to give it to Willie because it was so heavy, but it was like very, very detailed step. You know, I, I understood all the tabs, like I can mm-hmm. go to it, um, you know, and I'm not going to say I'm fluent in attorney, but <laughs> it, it felt more reasonable. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. That's another reason why I wanted you on here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Greg, I don't want to take too much of your time. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Um, Ladies. Absolutely. His website will be in our show notes. Definitely have the talk because the last thing we would want is for our kids to make big decisions while they're grieving our passing or grieving our loss. So I'm going to leave you with that, which I know is like, ah, <laughs> like it's a, it's a, it's a knife to the chest. <laughs> Thank you again, Greg. Yeah, thank you. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. And guess what? It's 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy-to-use strategies to apply right now. That's right, right now, today. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you mamas, and I am on a mission to help you experience true connection and stress-free living. Ladies, we are setting our marriages up for success. It starts with you. You will find this freebie here in my show notes or go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash guide. The information I will be providing you is next level, and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend who needs it.
What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen.
and I hope you check it out. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.